everyone. I'm Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nakuma. Is this a strike? You're not gonna say anything. <laughs> what do you why are you gesturing to me? And we are your game friends. I still think I, I won that. Anyway. I don't think so. I think so. Logging on, we got releases. The Stanley Parable Ultimate Deluxe. Lux. Mm. Gotta say it with reverb. And Nintendo Switch Sports. We're also talking the Playdate console, Sega Reboots, Skull and Bones, Star Wars, and PAX East. These past two weeks in Nerddom, Halo, It Takes Two, Moon Knight and Doctor Strange, The Batman, and Mario. And in the party chat, we have a special guest. Very special guest. Capital G Gamer. Union Leader. And New Englander, Alex. <laughs> they'll, they'll be able to tell that. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Stanley Parable. Ultra Deluxe. Lux, Lux. Yes. Did you play the original? No, I did not. Actually, uh, haven't heard of this game until Ultra Deluxe Lux, 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 came out, and I don't know nothing about it. Really? Mm-hmm. I played the original, loved it. It's... Not a game much like any other game I've ever played. It's it's kind of like a narrative walkthrough. It it's definitely a lot like playing a movie, except mm-hmm. you are the main character of that movie, and it is still a video game in every sense. Like you are walking around, the story takes place at the pace that you go, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a bunch of cinematics. What is the point of the game? Oof. That is a good question. You should play the game to find out. Okay. You do realize that your description was not a description, right? I don't... It's very difficult to explain this game. You are... <laughs> you're basically exploring an empty office building for half of it. Okay. Not empty like it's barren, but empty... There are no other people in it. Mm-hmm. And you're interacting with a headless, like bodiless narrator. Okay. And it's it's just a very interesting game. Would would you recommend it? I would recommend it. I actually would have picked it up if I had the time that week. Anyway, there's a lot more endings in this one, which was there were already a bunch of endings in it. It's very, very good writing. Very fun. I would love to play it again, and I'm excited to play it again when I do get my hands on it. And I wonder, this would be a game that I think would be good in VR. Hmm. I wonder if there are plans for VR. I feel I would feel foolish if it already is. But anyway. And for the normies out there, Nintendo Switch Sports came out. Yes, it did. And it looks cute. It looks fun. It looks like Nintendo Switch Sports. That's right. Not much else to say. I what was your favorite sport on the original? Ooh, tennis. Tennis, interesting. Yeah, tennis. Say bowling was mine. What was the one on the um the Wii U with like the super duper the the one the one motion controls? I don't remember. I don't remember the name, but I remember sports resort. A friend of mine had that one. I was very jealous. I touched the Wii U like twice. Yeah. As most people. As most people (laughs) did. 
Oh, well. The Playdate console finally released. We did talk about this once, I believe. Yeah. Imagine a very small Game Boy Advance, like about the size of the screen. Did you say Advance? Of the I Game, Boy. Say Game Boy. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's no color, I don't think. Fair enough. And one of the main things about it is that there's a crank. Crank on the side. And that's how you play a lot of the games. Yeah. Apparently. Famously uh, delayed at this point. Mm. I actually did pre-order one. I'm in batch four, so I will not be getting mine. You until- did? Hmm? Really? I remember asking you if you wanted one too. <laughs> and and I scoffed. I <laughs> said, fuck out of here with that. Uh, that sounds like me. Well, so the, the shtick is, I guess, is that each week there's a new game that comes out yes. for the thing. And I was like, well, why not? I think I was like really, you know, into like at that point in my life, like oh, let's try gaming, pandemic gaming. Let's try something new. Let's have a little fun or whatever. No, I never want to try anything new, and I never want to have any fun. (laughs) Anyway, I actually learned that Teenage Engineering is making this thing, and I only know of them because I have a couple of their synths Uh that have that make. I have the arcade synth, and they have like one that's like a Street Fighter one, one that's like I think a Mega Man one that just came out. Uh, so this is, it's cool because I like their stuff. They make good things. So I'm excited for it now. Apparently it's fun. I heard a pretty at length review and it's not the type of thing that you're going to become obsessed with. Probably. They're just good. I think we need less, this device is here to sink a bunch of time and attention from you. you Fair enough. So you'll hear more about it when I eventually get mine. Eventually. Great. (laughs) Love that you pre-ordered that. Sega has announced some interesting reboots, namely Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Ooh, I didn't see the one about Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah. I am excited about this because I was an arcade Crazy Taxi person. Mm -hmm. And they recently put Crazy Taxi on mobile, and I played the shit out of that. When that came out, I love Crazy Taxi. I love. I got a version of it on Dreamcast, GameCube. Oh, no, it was GameCube. Okay, here's the thing: Sega just puts out these games for every current console generation. Yeah, like they're doing with Sonic Origins, exactly, and making a million different pre-order versions of it for no reason. Why? What's gonna be? What the fuck? What is? What is there besides these old ass games? <laughs> I mean, they're like classics. Don't get me wrong, but menu navigation is a bonus perk for one of them. <laughs> no. Devolver Digital trolled them with a pre-order bonus list for Trek to Yomi, and it was just all the check marks and all the boxes <laughs> across whatever platform. <laughs> <laughs> Not menu navigation. They're taking a page out of Nintendo's book. God damn. It was uh, quite interesting. Regardless. The <laughs> pre-order is you get to save it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing I hated about playing them on the original Sega Genesis. Oof, mm. you, couldn't, you couldn't save. Oh, what a dark time. Well, anyway, um, oh. I'm excited more so for Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio Future was one of my favorite games Ever. The soundtrack is goaded. I still mm-hmm. listen to the soundtrack occasionally. Oh, really? I, as soon as I heard this news, I played the soundtrack for myself. Wow. Um, I mean, it's it makes just sense. So it's good. like, you know, 
It makes sense that you would love it. <laughs> it's very nostalgic <laughs> to me. No, you're right. It's Jet an, it's an open world to Marxist Leninist <laughs> pipeline. Like it's it, that's what you got caught. It up was in. a little bit intriguing to me because of the social revolutionary part. But to be honest with you, I wasn't thinking too much about that when yeah. I was playing it as a kid. Absolutely. I was indoctrinated. Anyway, <laughs> I just I'm excited for them to just remake it. I'm excited for yeah, them yeah. to continue it. Whatever they do, the rollerblading shit was just a lot of fun. So I'm down. Do we have it on X? I feel like I played a little bit of it and was like, oh, this is cute. Or maybe did I just watch it? It's backwards compatible. And I think you saw me watching it because I think last okay. at some point during the pandemic, you got, I yeah. watched, I got bit by the bug again. I was listening to the soundtrack a lot right. and I watched someone play through it. Right. It's cute. Very influential game as most Sega games are. And I kind of wish they would do something new, but I still will be buying That's a good these. point that they're, pretty influential, like Sega games in general. Yeah. Shame they don't do anything besides make remakes. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Skull and Bones, it resurfaced. Is it coming out now? Apparently. It had <laughs> allegedly some <laughs> gameplay uh, that was officially released. There was some gameplay that leaked. And I oh. saw some news story that said that they're committing to a 2022 release. So maybe we are getting this in the fall or around the holidays, and they're going to do a big reveal. I don't trust release in June. Anymore. Well, that's true. When they say 2022, I, they mean 2024, but it's too chicken shit to say it. This game was supposed to come out in the 20 teens. So oh I. So long ago. <laughs> Before times. I will say, though, <laughs> for those of you who are not remembering, Skull and Bones is the Ubisoft spinoff of Assassin's Creed Black Flag where they just cut out all of the excellent ship combat stuff and decided to turn that into its own game where you are also exploring islands and things like that. It's not just on the ship. Does this exist in the Assassin's Creed universe? Maybe. We never got anything super official beyond the initial trailer. Like, several years ago, we got an E3 trailer. Yeah, I remember that. You were... I was really excited about Fucking it. Fucking wetting your pants. And then it died. And it yeah. died like four times to the point where I thought it was dead. I thought it was just not ever going to come out. And they said, hey, remember this? <laughs> they said, oh, <laughs> we're back. Okay. So, oh, uh, we'll see. Maybe. Uh, for your sake, it comes out. Who well, knows? the studio is having all kinds of problems with the usual uh, it is a Ubisoft production. I have not cut out Ubisoft in the way that some have, just because I think that the situations are differing degrees. And if I was going to do that for every studio, I just wouldn't be able to play video games anymore. No, no. Which maybe that's maybe that maybe, maybe that's maybe the cognitive dissonance I've been ignoring. Just shut the podcast down. Perhaps all video games are bad. Regardless, we're all bad people. Ubisoft is potentially getting taken over. There are rumors of buyouts and things like that circling again. Um, and they seem more credible than the last round. Did Jason Schreier do any reporting around this issue? I think he did. I'll trust I'll when I see when I see Jason <laughs> Schreier talk about it, that's what I'll believe it. Whoever did the reporting 
my hat is off to you. Maybe being owned by a venture capital firm will make things better. I hope that my sarcasm came through. Did it come through? I don't know. Mic check. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very, very, very rhetorical question. Uh uh Mm -hmm. A new Star Wars game is on the horizon from Skydance New Media. Amy Henning, Mm. who you might know from such small indie titles as Jack and Daxter and Uncharted. Jack and Daxter for me. <laughs> I played both. Jack and Daxter was, was good. That was some good shit. I never really got into Uncharted. Anyway, uh, she's going to be behind it. Good for her. So I feel good. I feel like it's going to be a good Star Wars game. She was working on a Star Wars game that got canceled. So I wonder if she just... It's like, hey, I have some notes for me. <laughs> Make my life a little easier. I kind of have a half-finished Star Wars game <laughs> ready to go. Finish it? That's fascinating. <laughs> I'm sure Um, copyright will not allow her to do that, but who knows? Finally, PAX East happened. And we wanted to bring it up for two reasons. One, Tales from the Borderland 2 got announced, which I wasn't expecting any major announcements at all from PAX East. And yet, this is a pretty big one. Um, That's shady. (laughs) I don't mean it to be shady. Um, this is the Telltale series that takes place in the Borderlands universe. And all those Telltale games were good, as far as I can tell. I didn't I play they, all of them. No, I mean, no. I played the Walking Dead ones. Those oh. were real good. Batman ones were good. I, I didn't play the Batman one. I never played them either, but I, they don't miss mm. when they exist. Yeah, when they exist. So that got announced. But we also wanted to bring it up because... Our guest Alex attended PAX East and talked about it and wasn't loving it, you could say. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. However, we then found out a few days after we recorded that someone actually contracted COVID at PAX East and then died. We were quite uh, jovial in our discussion about Alex's experience at PAX East. So we just want to make sure that folks don't think that we knew that and then had that conversation. Yeah. Maybe we should stop having things indoors for a little while again. You know, given the increase in hospitalizations, even amongst the vaccinated, you may be onto something. It's tragic. It really is sad. (sighs) On to important things. Indeed, these past two weeks in nerddom, a few things happened. We're going to get to them. We also have some corrections from our spoiler cast to share. Yeah, why don't we start with how you fucked up? Because I think it's funny. I think that we should end with how I fucked up. That way it's included in the spoiler bubble. Uh, Okay, fine, fine. I'm, I'm avoiding it for now. Fine. Just like Chris Pratt is avoiding being Mario for another year because it's delayed. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that part of the news is. Uh, so we can... Uh-huh. The, Nintendo really takes not rushing things to heart. I mean, it, it's a good business practice. Maybe. I guess not for their contractors considering the ongoing labor dispute. <sighs> yeah. But um, 
you know, in general. Someone, I gotta, I gotta talk about this for one second because I saw some people online being like, "Oh no, not Nintendo too, girl." It's everywhere. Capitalism is global. Are we gonna go see that one? Because we didn't see Sonic, and like, I don't, I don't know if I could stomach Mario. No, I think I'm good on that. <laughs> I said we're boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm not rushing out to help Chris Pratt earn any money. Let me put it that way. I was just thinking about Idris Elba. Idris Elba's going to be in it? No, he's in Sonic 2. And I'm trying to think if it would be, like, weird. Because it's Idris Elba, you know? Like What? I was just thinking about Sonic because we didn't see Sonic either. We don't see a lot of the video game movies. This is where my mind went. My mind went to Idris Elba. It doesn't take much. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, exhausted as you as you should be halo another thing we didn't watch i halo. just i can't bring myself to get a paramount plus yeah no I'm not, I'm not, i ain't paying for this one it's too netflix hulu amazon what else we got disney plus i feel like there's like five others hbo hbo there's so many things. That is already the cost of cable. I'm not adding Paramount. Not for Halo. Not for some show that I kind of already felt like mm, about. You know? I also heard it was mid. Mid? Mid. You're over 30. You can't use the word mid. <laughs> I can use the word mid. You can't use the word Fuck mid. <laughs> oh, my God. Enjoy Ooh. it for 18 more months. Damn, nigga. <laughs> Hella specific numbers we got there. Okay. It's not even right. It's not it's even less. right. It's, it's less. less. It is, oh, God, it is less. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. I hate to see that. Um, finally, before we enter into spoiler territory, It Takes Two is getting a movie. So maybe I'll finally see what fucking happens in that game. No, we should, we should finish it. Oh, what, should we? Who are they going to cast as the book? The book? <laughs> Who's gonna Selena Gomez? Why is Selena Gomez? I'm just they're going to pick someone Latin. My mind went to Antonio Banderas. Well, that would be more on the nose. That would be for the trope. on the nose. Absolutely, I think, I think that he would for. have too much agency. He Maybe would say, He'd be like you know what? It's 2022. We're done with this shit. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully that man has some sense. Who we that don't book know. is racist. But apparently The Rock is gonna be in it as the as the husband, I guess. Yes. I that man's <laughs> the agent. way your face <laughs> dropped. All these people did, out here talking about Disney <laughs> taking over. You need to be worried about The Rock. Are we gonna be able to see a movie without, without the, the Rock? rock in it? I'm always smelling what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> he stays in that kitchen. He stays in the kitchen. I know his agent is tired as fuck. Ooh, and paid. And... <clears throat> Lord. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's how this is going to work. We're first going to go into the spoiler bubble to correct some things from our spoiler cast from Moon Knight and Doctor Strange. And it is kind of funny. It is really not actually a plot spoiler. It's more the end credit spoiler that doesn't uh, really tell you anything. So if you would not mind about being spoiled, if you don't care about being spoiled for a character, then you can listen. Otherwise, you should wait. You should probably wait. 
I think you could also just say it, and if I bleep out the spoiler parts, the people who have seen it will get what you're saying. No, the correction is so specific. It is very specific. No, it's very I, specific. no. Anyone right. who has any comic knowledge, it would fine. be a spoiler. Fine. All right. Fine. So, so, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for that. And then, and then we're gonna talk about the Batman because right. we watched it, which is just. I feel like the stakes for spoilers are much lower for Batman. That's definitely true. We need to have a discussion about that. Well, day. you should put in. A, like a little number, a timestamp, mm-hmm. so that <laughs> folks can know what to skip to if they want to skip right to the Batman. Fine, I will put in a timestamp. Thank you for remembering that term. You are a podcaster. I'm here for the people. Right. Yes. Okay. Sound the spoiler horn. <laughs> I implied incest between Doctor Strange. I don't know if implied was the correct word. I think he just flat out <laughs> said it. And and bet on me, honestly, for not checking For you. not catching it. That's correct. It is your fault, ultimately, as the editor. Uh, oh, However, oh, what I would like to say in my defense is that I knew it was Dormammu's niece and not his own niece but I was so caught up on how the MCU does endorse incest between Captain America and his niece that I didn't think it was outside of the realm of possibility. Wait, so why does she have Strange's last name? Why, does she, why is her last name Strange if she's Dormammu's niece? Because they get married. That's his boo. Oh, that's his... Oh! No, that part I was right about. Or wasn't wrong about. Okay. It's just the whole not being related to him right. before that. Before, part. yes, thank mm-hmm. you. So, mm-hmm. how Dormammu has sex is a question that I don't believe that we as a society are prepared to answer. However, it know. happened. He procreated in some way, and that is Charlize Theron. Well, technically, if it's Dormammu's niece, mm-hmm. he just has to be an uncle to whoever was doing the. You fucking. know what? You're right. You're he right. He doesn't have to be doing the. Fucking. You're right. You're right. Okay, see, that's That's what an editor does. (laughs) Where were you last week? I don't know. I was was on a hiatus on break. Wow. You know I have to keep the bit in now about you saying to cut the thing and how I don't cut it sometimes. That's where the joke about me being the editor spawned from. I can't. But the one earlier you have to cut. This one you can keep in, but the one earlier has to be cut. So now there's going to be a gap. There's going to be a, where did the joke come from? And now we have to explain after that. It's like a fucking... Nope. It's a time jump. Somebody <laughs> just did a time jump in the podcast. And you hate that. Wow. We all have to live with things that we hate. That's I'm crazy. So sorry. I do this. I try to do this for y'all. But here we, here he goes. The second thing is that we were talking about Young Avengers and how there are no dudes. And we forgot about Wanda's kids. Oh, shit. They are whole-ass mutants. <laughs> But we can talk about <laughs> they didn't that use their tweet. powers in the movie, so I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. That tweet from Ian McKellen that said, if I had a daughter, I would want her to be like one. That shit, I felt in my soul. Even though I went on a whole thing about how I'm not going to project exactly. and, onto and the Ian MCU. McK- Sir Ian said, you know what? Fuck you. He said, let me, <laughs> let me get off on Facebook. Tease them a little platforms. bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me get the boomer something to get excited about. <laughs> also, we said this in the watch along with Moon Knight, uh-huh. but I do also want to say Scarlet Scarab's suit was fly as fuck. Absolutely. And I don't think we explicitly said, said that. that. Yeah, okay. So just to be clear, all the suits were good, but her suit in particular, Wonder Woman is shaking. shaking. And also, there, so there was, is it, it's called it, Mr. Knight when it's Steven, right? Yes. There was a version of the suit, of his suit, that also had a hoodie. Mm. That would have made more sense. Maybe that'll be Jake's. Oh, maybe. Anywho. Hmm. More spoilers. That's right. The Batman. That was bisexual representation. It was bisexual representation. I would let Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz beat the fuck out of me. Like, I would would let it happen. They could both punch me right in the face, and I'd be like, yes. I didn't buy it for either of them going in. I want to say that I <laughs> you, you was were. highly skeptical. I was like, no, this is exactly what we need. This Batman movie is what the world needs right you now. You believe. And I actually, after see, now thinking about that, I actually think that that holds up. I agree with you. I actually, and I'm, yeah. My personal yeah. hot take on this is that that was better than the Nolan Trilogy's take. Whoa! <laughs> about this opinion. <laughs> While he's laughing, let me just say, oh, the, one, the, in the, show notes. the <laughs> one thing where they fall down in this version and the Nolan version <sighs> doesn't. So mm. Batman just has, basically, there was this huge moral conundrum in the Dark Knight about citywide surveillance. And Lucius yeah. Fox was like, I don't give a fuck. Batman, I hate this, but I'll let you do it once. That was a terrible Morgan Freeman. But yeah. <laughs> God damn. But at least he felt bad about it. And then when it was done, he got rid of it. You know, like he was obviously making commentary on the United States surveillance state and saying it might be okay to do this, but you should shut it down after you get what you need. Yeah. Obviously, the surveillance state won, and that's why this Batman is just like, I literally can see and hear you through this contact on my eye, and it's recording everything. <laughs> Here, the, so basically, Robert, Robert Pattinson's Batman is a cop. Yes, no that's one's true. Batman, uh-huh. less so. Okay, I can see that. There was more direct liaising between mm-hmm. the police and Batman. It was like, it was basically like the Spider-Man game. He he might as well have been Bat Cop. Here's the thing, if though. We're keeping it about Detective Batman is my favorite Batman. Best Batman. So yes, the thing about the Dark Knight is that it wasn't a mystery, really. No, he was like solving conundrums and being faced with decisions. Yeah, but he wasn't hunting the Joker down. Yeah, no. No. That's why he needed the surveillance stuff. Yeah. This Batman really didn't even need all the surveillance stuff. He just had to play the game. Had to play the game and had to figure out the clues. And then uh, Jim Gordon played 
perfectly, I would say, by Jeffrey Wright, will come in and just repeat the same thing that he said, like a moron, mm. uh, for us. And I yeah. appreciate that. He, I mean, <laughs> this Batman movie was camp. It was very camp. And the parts of it that were camp were some of the best parts. The yes. Batmobile scene from beginning to end was camp and it was stunning. Loved it. No notes. <laughs> None. It was real good. At this point, I have watched it twice and a half. I'm really trying to get through it again before it goes off. When I latch on to some of these DC movies, I really you really do. do. You really do. When they're good, they're good. I mean, it was really good. It was. It's like the perfect marriage of like all the characters sincerely playing their parts in like the zaniness of a Batman world. Like at one point, and I was talking about this with Doctor Strange, like meeting the movie where it's asking me to meet it. The first thing I said in the middle of the Batman was like, oh, there's too much music. Like, every scene has music. And then when I was like, oh, this is camp. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's fine. Yes. This is actually good. Yes. And I think, I will say this. I, I still think The Dark Knight is the best Batman film ever. Okay. Down. What... These what this movie had that the Nolan films lacked was like spectacle, like just like the hallway fight scene, or like or like the Batman or the Batmobile scene. I don't feel like the Nolan films had like the sort of again like Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange comic booky mm. look and feel yeah. to it. This was very comic booky, and something that you said that I agree with is that both Sam Raimi and Matt Reeves understand comic books. Yes. And I would argue that Matt Reeves understands comic books, but also understood, like, what made the original Batman TV show with Adam West good. That's right. Like, he... That's he understood, good like, point. He understood the core of that shit, and then just was like, all right, how do we make this modern? I actually think that what he created was a marriage between Batman the Animated Series and mm. Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the character necessarily. Right. Absolutely. Of Batman, but the world that he created because it's not so dark that right. it's like irredeemably dark. Right. And dark for the sake of being dark. Right. <laughs> Maybe like in terms of lighting. <laughs> but everyone who was like, oh, the, we're getting another dark and gritty Batman that's darker and grittier than the last Batman. I don't no. I don't think that. Not even like the score, like the theme is like dark, but there's like there's fanfare to it. There's like yes. levity, some type of celebration and not just, you know, drones. Don't get me wrong, I love Hans Zimmer. But like it's this is that was it was much different. I agree. I really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed this version of the Riddler. I don't particularly think the Riddler did anything wrong until the very end. And it was <laughs> totally one of those superhero movie things where, okay, we have to make the bad guy kill a bunch of innocent civilians right now so that the audience turns on him. 
I don't understand why he would do the thing at the end. Why would he flood the city and punish everyone else? This is a Batman movie. No, I agree. with It's a you superhero I mean? movie. Like, the <laughs> villain has to lose his shit at the evil. end. Yeah, yeah. And it made no sense. Anyway, I thought it was real fucking good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. For what it was. Yes. I wish that they yeah. didn't insert the Joker at the end. Didn't I wish the Joker wasn't Druig. Or whatever his name is. I think it's Druig. From Eternals? Yes. That's who the Riddler was. No, that's who the Joker was. The Riddler was Paul Dano. Really? Yes. It does. I think my confusion, and I will keep it in because I'm the editor, uh, says something about the state of white men actors. And I did think, I think they do. And and the Riddler was kind of Joker-ish, I would say. I think he had some... Joker tendencies that we've seen from, you know, Jokers of the past decade. You know, I, I mean? guess yeah, it was it was a little it was a little Jokerish. I was fine with it, but hmm. similarities. Anyway, if you have access to HBO Max and you like Batman, you're going to enjoy this movie. You are. You are. You're going to enjoy it. And I hope that one day I can see it on a larger screen. Maybe in, on the 10-year anniversary when Warner Brothers was like, well, yeah. what could we do to make money? I'm excited for the sequel. They already announced it. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. We'll return to bisexual Robert Pattinson very soon. It is the Batman that we needed. It's the Batman we deserved. Deserved. That's right. <laughs> well, I think it's time for you to drop some music. I'm the editor, so it'll happen when I edit it in. Damn it. Okay, gamer friends, we have a friend of the show who I've been playing Destiny with for, I guess, over a year now at this point. But don't worry, we're not talking about Destiny today. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. People already hit the hit the pause button. Shut up. Bones of Feet member <laughs> Alex has joined us today to discuss not Destiny, but several other games that he's playing that we're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> we're really trying to cover the bases. Welcome, Alex. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I am here. <laughs> How does it feel? First time on the show? Yeah, first time, long time. <laughs> So, let's get started with Tiny Tina's, because of all of the games that we're going to talk about, this is probably the one that I could be talked into getting. Were you a big Borderlands fan prior to Tiny Tina's coming out? Yes, yeah. I've always been big into the Borderlands games since since the first one. Oh, so. since the first one? hmm Okay. So, Tiny Tina's is basically a looter shooter if it was taking place in a Dungeons and Dragons type thing, right? Yeah, exactly. The characters are basically playing a Dungeons and Dragons game. And I've never played tabletop Dungeons and Dragons, but Tiny Tina 
is the dungeon master. So she's just making things up as she goes along as you're playing this game. So it's Borderlands in that setting. And I love Borderlands in that setting. And she's hilarious. And I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm still not done with it. But that's because I'm playing so many damn things. <laughs> <laughs> so what about it is so good? Because I've heard a lot of different things about it being good. Well, for me, if you like Borderlands, it's just more Borderlands. And I know that there's like a love. Some people love it and some people just hate it. And some people think the writing's great. And some people think it's awful. I think it's good. It makes me laugh. And that's my favorite part is just the humor. It's just some of the stuff that they come up with. It's just, I just laugh and can't stop laughing. Take pictures. I've shared them in the Discord. That's my favorite part is just the stupid little side quest where they make you do these things and you're like, who who comes up with this stuff, you know? (laughs) Gameplay, it's basically the same as it's always been. Um, I do like having magic instead of grenades and stuff like that, but um, it's just more Borderlands, really. Are you creating a class? Are you creating characters or is it a set character? The character you pick, you actually do create as opposed to other Borderlands games where you pick the pre-made character and they had their own classes. You create the character from scratch. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some presets, but that's boring, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> And then you pick your classes, the six of them, and then you know a certain part of the game, you get to pick like a second subclass. So you can actually use two out of the six. But yeah, as opposed to like old Borderlands games where... The game's always started with four characters and you you just use that one class the whole game, you know? So how does the story for this game fit in like the broader Borderlands universe, I guess? Franchise? I don't know what to call it. it. Everything's a universe now. (laughs) It's really its own thing. It has nothing to do with the other stuff because it's just like this made-up game. Literally, it's just a made-up Dungeons and Dragons game and it's kind of a continuation of the DLC. I don't know if you guys played the DLC of uh, the Assault on Dragon's Keep for Borderlands 2 but it's just made up nonsense. You hear the voices and some of the characters but it's it's there's nobody there really. It's its own thing. Got it. So maybe a good entry point for people like us who... Absolutely. Okay. Because you you say you didn't play Borderlands, right? I've played Borderlands. I played Borderlands 3, but I was playing with people who love Borderlands, and so I was getting boosted, and I wasn't having any fun. Uh, okay. So it kind of ruined it for me, to be honest with you. I should have started from scratch. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm willing to play this, because I, I am interested enough. And I've heard good things about the gunplay and the story. I guess I'm curious... Is there an end game in this? Like it's a looter shooter, but is it a looter shooter that is, you know, done when you're finished with the story? Yeah, so I haven't finished the story, but my brother-in-law and his son, they made it to the end. There is an end game and there's these chaos chambers and they ran me through it a couple times. I didn't really understand a whole heck of a lot of what was going on. It was basically like a horde mode right now is really all mm. I, I noticed. And it just you get thrown into like a small arena and you just wipe the enemies. And that's basically it. And then at the end, you use this currency that you get to uh, try to get some legendary weapons. And you get to put it into like whatever. If, you, if you're looking for SMG or rocket launcher or melee weapon, you just keep putting into different categories to try to get what you want out of there. But like I said, I only did it a couple times 
And I, I, that wasn't fun for me because, like you said, you were like boosted and people were just kind of like dragging you. It's boring. And that's exactly what yeah. Chaos Chamber was. <laughs> I was low level and they're like, oh, just do this. And I'm like, I really don't want it. Like he was like, oh, we'll level <laughs> you up. In the corner. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and then that way when you finish, because the whole campaign scales with you in difficulty. So if I, let's say I went to max my character I can finish the campaign and just get everything that gets dropped throughout the story as like a set drop. It'll at least drop at the max level. Mm -hmm. So that's what his thinking was like, oh, we'll max you out. And then that way, as you keep progressing through the story, you don't have to junk anything because it's all going to be max level. But sitting there having them pull me through that thing, I was like, this is I don't want to do this. This is defeats the purpose for me. Like, I want to just go through the game, you know? Yeah, I ruined Diablo that way for myself too. Mm-hmm. I like had everything at a certain point that I needed and it was way too early and I didn't have to grind for any of it. And so I <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> fell off. Um, so one last question about this. Outriders was a looter shooter that has DLC either coming out or already came it's, out. I, it's coming. Yeah, coming I'm pretty pumped about still? it because I haven't gone back to it since. Yeah, I I remember being pretty into the end game that they had, but then one too many times crashing on the final boss and rage quitting, and that was the last time I logged in. (laughs) (laughs) So is it like Outriders in the sense that it's going to have future DLC and you can come back to it, or is it... Yeah, um, that's, that's one of the best things about borderlands i think is they've always had really good dlcs in my opinion borderlands 2 has some of the best dlc uh borderlands 3 had really good dlc so when i bought this one i just bought the the one that came with the season pass and there are four dlcs coming and i I can't wait so um, that's that's brand loyalty right there oh (laughs) i'm I'm telling you i love me some borderlands i was late to the first one but then the second one I was in right off the bat. And when they announced the third one, I think was what, 2019 around March, probably at PAX East. And uh, man, I had tears in my eyes. I was like, man, this oh, I can't geez. believe it's finally happening. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So I, I, I think you were the first. I, so I think you're the first person that loves Borderlands, that I know loves Borderlands oh, to the I point that you're that you're tearing up about it. Yeah. <laughs> it probably has more to do with where I was when I was playing Borderlands 2. It just pulled me away and like I was able to escape and play, you know, the reason we all play video games, right, for escapism. And uh, I think mm. that has more to do with it, but just Borderlands has like this, uh, this place in my heart, you know. Uh, actually, a buddy just sent me the uh, Borderlands 2 chest, like the collector's edition Borderlands chest that I never got. And I should be getting that this week. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So now I'm curious. Explain Borderlands to me because I never played it. I've only seen it, and I just know that the guy with the pointing the finger guns at his head, and that's it. That's all I know about Borderlands. <laughs> Why well, should I play it? Yeah, because it's just nonsense, and it's just fun. It's just funny. <laughs> it's it literally it's crazy. It's it's just funny to me. I I love it. Just I have always never played it alone. I've always played it with other people and just, again, just some of the literally stupid things that they send you to do and the things that they say, I just love it. I just think it's hilarious. It just doesn't take itself seriously at all, Mm. you know? Mm. 
I love that. I might, maybe. 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 So another game that you have been playing that just came out that we haven't been playing is MLB The Show 22. Uh, I dipped my toe into 21, as listeners know, but I didn't really play much of it. You've gotten a league together in the Discord for 22. (laughs) Quite quickly, I might add. Yeah, I was surprised at how many people jumped in on that. (laughs) Yeah, we got 11 people. It's 11? Yeah, I was pretty pumped. I was like, man, this is actually happening. I think that is the... You've made the biggest group... (laughs) In Gamer Friends, actually. Congratulations. I don't think we've had... I don't even... 11. The Destiny Clan is bigger than that. Let's oh, let's, wh- let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, fine, fine. Largest oh. in, the, in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the amount of time, you know, it was a, very, it was a lot of growth. Yeah, it happened quick. Yep. It happened very quickly. All right, so walk us through it. It, hit, it just hit Game Pass not that long ago. That's right, so. that's right. I didn't play last year's, even though it did come to Game Pass. I might have downloaded it and then just never went to it. I haven't played a baseball game in probably 10 years. Oh, my God, same. Yeah, and with really Sony having the only baseball game, I just never played it. So yep. I figured I'd download this one, check it out, and and right away, that's always my goal is to play with friends, right? You know, And uh, so that's why I was like, oh, they have custom leagues. Let's do it. And I put it in the thing, and in the Discord, and people joined, and I put it in a separate chat, and had some people join and interested, and we're already, I've played like six or seven games already. Wow. Yeah. Did the nostalgia kick in? Is it just like the, I can't even remember the the baseball game. It was on PlayStation 2. I think it was just whatever MLB license thing that they were doing at the time. I have to look at, I have to. Yeah, I always used to play MVP baseball. Okay. So, like, I made sh- you can you can set the controls in so many different ways to play the game. So you right. could pl- could play it in a completely different way that I playing it. But I'm playing it, and it reminds me of the controls from MVP. And it's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It just brings me back. It's definitely that nostalgia kick comes in, and I'm like, I love this. What was the one where you could make everyone's heads really big, and it was more arcadey than MLB the show? Um, was it RBI baseball, maybe? Maybe. I'm not sure. I remember, like, you could get a character that would run around the base really fast. It was, like, cheat code mode, basically. Yeah, I know. I definitely played that one. Like, you could have someone, like, make impossible catches. Like, they would fly across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. I was super into baseball games when I was younger. Backyard really? baseball remains... One of my favorite experiences, again, as listeners know, I revisited it like what two years ago. I found a a, a ROM or what what are they called? Whatever, an emulator. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I went all the way to the fucking World Series on backyard baseball. And it was so great. It was exactly the nostalgia kick that I needed. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're having fun with it. Oh, it's and I'm glad it's free for you. Yep. Yeah, it's been it's been great. I even re- connected with an, a kid I haven't played video games with in like 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. So. We love to see it. We love to see it. So question, how does the multiplayer work? Does like everyone control like one character? Do you like bounce around between them? Well, see, in the online league, you just, you're controlling your own teams, but we have been doing a lot of online co-op. So you can do two on two or three on three. And then... Got it. 
So on two on two, one person will control the pitcher and the catcher, and the other person controls the outfield and the infield. If you're playing three players, it's pitcher, catcher, somebody controls the infield, somebody controls the outfield, and then the at-bats is just every other at-bat or every third at-bat if you're doing the three-on-three. Okay, and cool. it's fun. It breaks it up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, keeps it's easy to watch your buddies pitch too. And then the ball gets hit and you're like, oh man, I gotta go get that. Yeah, I'm like trying to watch the game and I forget that I'm actually playing too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it's been fun. It's good. Uh good. I mean, it's on Game Pass. I might as well just download it. Mean, I'll join y'all. Yeah, check it out. You don't like it, you, you uninstall. There you go. Like Tim did. <laughs> um, we don't call out people on this podcast. No. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> He's like, you better keep that in. <laughs> you do what you want. <laughs> so before we give the people what they want and talk about Elden Ring some more, <laughs> oh boy, I want to do, do they one really more. Want that? <laughs> I think so, based on some Twitter replies. Um, you had some thoughts about our coverage of Pokemon. And given that someone who you shared those thoughts with, who disagreed with them, is going to be a future guest this year on the podcast and will almost certainly bring it up. I oh, so feel like... <laughs> not you sowing the seeds <laughs> of drama. <laughs> Fucking Andy Cohen over here has the whole production schedule for the rest of the year. He's like, oh, I know. I know. I'm going to start some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Larry from Arizona asks, <laughs> Alex, why did you hate Pokemon Legends of Arceus? Oh, man. I just, I don't even know where to start. They At first, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's different. The catching mechanics, I like this. This is neat. And then it just quickly went south for me. I just didn't like so much of it. And, and I'm not a big person. Uh, I never get hung up on, like, graphics. You know, it's never been a, I don't care. You know, if the gun game runs smoothly, it's more important to me than, you know, how the game looks. But the, their first foray into an open world-ish type game and you're paying $60 for this Pokemon game. And just to know that what, what they have behind them for resources and what they gave us, it just started every... The more and more I played, I just couldn't get over it, how ugly the game is, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I shared a screenshot in the Discord where you could see like layers of the ground and like the layers underneath it, you could literally see through the grass. And then things like trying to fill up a Pokedex entry by catching the same Pokemon in different ways, just to me, just wasn't fun. It was like going mm-hmm. back to even playing the Let's Go games, Let's Go Pikachu, and where you just throw a Pokeball. And pe- people got into trying to shiny farm by just catching the same Pokemon consecutively, like over and over. I'm like, uh, for really like that's just just it's not for me uh, i'm not just gonna sit around and just do the same thing over and over and over again and the game just lost me real quick i i mean i don't know if i 15 hours into it and i was like i can't believe i put in this much time you know which i think is pretty generous for something you're not enjoying to be honest with you 
Yeah, no, it, it just, and I, I keep, didn't spend 15 hours on tunic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I just, it just wasn't. And, and like I said, there's another game coming out this year, which I'm going to get, which, cause I love Pokemon, but it just, I don't know. And maybe I'll get this one too and think that they're not doing enough or they just, they put them out every two or three years, like a well-oiled machine. And they just feel like they're just giving us the same thing all the time, all the time. Mm. It just, I don't know. I just, I need more. I don't know. I don't know what that more is, you know, and I'm not a game developer. So maybe I'm, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but for me, I'm just, I don't know. This one wasn't it. Would it have made a difference if it was $30 instead of $60? Because the price seems to be part of your consternation. Yeah, I mean, I think $30 would be low. I don't mind paying the $60. I just feel like maybe they should have waited another year and put it out in another year. I I feel like it could have used more time. You know, I'm never... It sucks when when these developers and publishers delay games. I hate it, but at the same, uh, but on the other hand, I'm like, well, it's only going to be better, you know. And I feel like this could have used more time, especially yeah. they just they keep putting games out. It's like they don't need the money, you know. I just we just got Pokemon Unite. They just put out Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and what two months later gave us this. I mean, they could have waited and let it bake a little longer. I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if Sapphire. Wait, what are they? Wait, what are the new ones called? Violet. Yeah. What something? Don't look at me. Perp, like um... mod. <laughs> Scar- Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet. Okay. <laughs> mod. <laughs> oh uh, magenta and <laughs> periwinkle. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, they're okay. running out of color schemes. Oh, Come on. Jesus. Anyway. If those end up getting delayed, I think that it brings a lot of credence to your argument. And it's especially pertinent because Breath of the Wild got delayed. So if both of those flagship games get delayed and they don't have really anything for the fall except Splatoon, then why not wait? I think you're completely right. Mm -hmm. I think you're right either way, but you know. Just want to make sure that you you have an opportunity, you know, to to present an opposing viewpoint. That's what Gamer Friends is all about. I appreciate the platform to do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was listening and I was, I mean, oh, we know. road raging, I think. Because I was driving and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. All right, so... Another game. You've been playing a lot of games, Alex. You've been really putting a in lot work. of games. I I'm slacking. Yeah, you are slacking. I'm gonna call you <laughs> out in a minute. <laughs> I I've been for for next episode. I've actually been playing a, a few games, a few new ones. So. Wow. It, mo, plural. Plural games. One of them is very complex, though. So it's very hard. Fair it's so hard. Fair enough. Mysterious game. What is it? You don't know. You won't know until two weeks. Um. All right. Game of the generation, game of all generations, game... Best game ever made. Best game ever made, past, present, in all futures and all universes, Elden Ring. <laughs> you've played it. Yes. Yes, I've played it. You've you've platinumed it, right? No, not Elden Ring. I, I was like, was a, he, he, how close are you? Wait, is that the goal? Are you trying to plat it? I was thinking about it. 
But then I look at some <laughs> of it. And again, we go back to this. I'm trying to play everything because, you know, I don't have, I'm not married and I don't have kids and <laughs> I don't you know have why a lot I to try to play from. so much. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. So, <laughs> so, and that's where Tiny Tina was like pulled me. It was a good, you know, palate cleanser for Elden Ring. So you know the difficulty hmm. and the just the type of game that it is. I'm actually not that big into open world games, um, really anymore because I don't finish them. Right. Be- because I'm married, I have kids, and I'm coaching baseball and basketball, and today I'm coaching flag football. It's like, who the hell is time for video games, right? Especially 100, 200-hour open-world games like your Assassin's Creed's and your Horizon. You know, As yeah. much as I want to play them, I'm going to want to do everything in them, and I don't have time for that. You know, I see that shiny thing in the distance and I'm like, ooh, I got to go see that. And it's like, and then I never finished the damn game, you know, (laughs) but Elden Ring, the way they just made this game and I've played other Souls games and I've enjoyed them all, but the way they designed this open world, it just, it, it's way better than I ever thought it was going to be. And I love that they just, they don't tell you anything they don't hold your hand they uh just you just go and explore and i'm just doing it at my own pace and then i did put it down and i went to something like tiny tina then i go back and then i have a couple of friends and my brother that are playing it too and they they'll pull me back because they need help and then i'm like okay let me continue on in this direction let me see what's over here and the game's just beautiful and just its design and its its world is just i don't know man it's hard to explain but it's amazing it's incredible and i don't mind playing hard games so um no which i should we should tell the audience that you're actually very good at hard games like this man plays sifu and ages backwards Okay, like this is how like <laughs> you platted, right? Sifu? Yeah, Sifu I platted, and that's why I was gonna call oh, you out for being Jesus. a slacker because you <laughs> did you even get out of the museum or <laughs> which stage is the museum? Is that the third one? Oh, I didn't get that. Oh <laughs> wow. The scratch, the club, the it's, it's it's coming out with DLC too. I have to catch up. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed, but you, you're, he's a good gamer. Alex is what I would definitely describe as a capital G gamer. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that you like Elden Ring so much. Oh yeah, it's, it's You fantastic. love a challenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm over a hundred hours in, which is nothing for what our other gamer friends have put in, I'm sure, you know, at, but I'm just taking my time and just doing it little by little, you know, take, taking away, because I only get, you know, like we talked about, you know, two hours a day, maybe three. And that's if I play it all. But if I do, it's usually two to three hours. And it's taken me a month and a half. Plus, I'm trying to play other things. So I'll get there. I'm going to finish it, maybe go for the platinum. But it's going to take me some time. But it, I have I'm faith. looking forward to it. Please keep us updated. Keep the Game of Friends updated. <laughs> We're rooting for you. We are. I appreciate We're all it. rooting for you. <laughs> I guess the last thing that I want to ask you about games is like, what's on what's on your horizon? Because I do think that you 
have a different set of games that you enjoy playing that I'm pretty on the fence about. As much as we play the same stuff a lot, we also play very different things. So I'm curious, what's on your agenda for the rest of the year? What are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to Ninja Turtles. Really? To be honest with you, I'm going to be pumped to go back to that collection just for nostalgic reasons. Uh, I played them like crazy. And then I did recently get to play that Shredder's Revenge. And I was already looking forward to it. And I just felt like I was a kid again. And I just can't wait. I love Ninja Turtles. I'm all in. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to Splatoon 3. I love Splatoon. I think it's fantastic. I remember playing the first one and being like, oh, like this is, I'll get this for my kids. This is a cute little shooter. You know, it can be their Call of Duty. And I was like, this is my game. Like, I'm playing this. Like, <laughs> I get into it. I'm like trying to get my rank up and playing, com- trying to be competitive online and trying to use the sniper. And I'm picking people off and probably some three-year-old and I don't care, you know? I'm like, take that, you know? Not <laughs> <laughs> Splatoon. Oh, Splatoon's awesome. If you haven't played Splatoon or given it a fair shake, you got it. You guys got it. I actually it haven't. But they, people do play a that's what they play as the esport, right? Oh hell yeah, yeah it gets. If I'm not mistaken, it's serious. I just hope that you know they improve things like the online interface and stuff and make it easier. Oh for Nintendo to play with together. the online. Oh, oh yeah, my god, yeah, it's so ends, funny. <sighs> it's so funny that you say all those things, and for a split second, I was like. He could be talking about Halo because he also <laughs> does those things yes. in Halo. And I know that you and your buddies are still constantly playing Halo and Halo Wars. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that because Cedric and I are waiting for co-op to come out. So I still haven't played the campaign. And I kind of fell off multiplayer pretty fast. Not because it's bad. Like, it was great. It was just, it's I have other fantastic. stuff going on. It is it's, great. It is great really is good. the word. Oh, it's it's... It's it so is. good, and um, and we still play it. But the campaign I didn't finish either because same thing. I as good as is what I've played is. I don't want to play it alone. Yeah, um, yeah. If if I'm playing something that can be played with other people, I have no interest in playing alone. And that yeah. even includes yep. like Elden Ring. I'll play it alone, but I love summoning a friend and just roaming the open world. Or trying to take down a boss or help each other in different ways or whatever. Like, if there's co-op, I want to play it because I feel like I'm missing something, you know, if I'm not playing with somebody else. It's like they put this in here because games are better with friends. You know what I mean? It's just a fact. So. <laughs> you no, know, I, I think... Yeah, we'll see. We might have someone on later in the year that that does not agree with that. (laughs) But uh, actually, I prefer to each their own. To each their own. (laughs) Hey, no, it's for real. To each their own. Exactly. I mean, people like to be alone. Some people want to be like a recluse and just you know, that's that's on you, whatever. But I grew up with cousins and uh, my brothers, and I've always played video games with people, and so now Mm -hmm. I have the internet, so. I want to, it's just what I want to do. Completely, completely mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Okay. Before we let you go, the final thing, you are a fellow New Englander as if people couldn't tell from your accent. <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, you attended PAX East. Yes. Yes, I went to PAX East. And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> exasperation. Oh, no. I just... I went two years ago. It was my first time ever going to a video game convention. I've been to, you know, like a Comic Con in Rhode Island. Um, but for PAX or any video game focused thing, PAX 2020 in March 2020, which is probably pretty reckless going there, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was great. And it was probably already like watered down because Sony pulled out. And I'm sure there were other uh, big developers and publishers that pulled out because covid was on the horizon um remember those days yeah so but it was really cool nintendo was there and had a big setup for animal crossing you could walk through and take pictures and uh square enix was there and they had because final fantasy 7 remake was on the horizon which i was like same thing dying to play so i i waited in a line for like an hour to play that (laughs) Um, big setups you could take and there was just tons of things to see and play and so I went and it just it was trash it sucked it was like the place was empty you know (laughs) there was nobody there there was no big no big publishers there Um, and I was just wicked disappointed there it is right you got that (laughs) Uh, I was wicked disappointed it sucked and you know no Nintendo no Sony there's you know Xbox wasn't there was nothing there um I mean it was sad it sucked there were food trucks inside the building because there was like they had space to fill up I mean the best thing was some of the cosplay of some of the people that were walking around that was the highlight of it and there wasn't even that much of that um but uh, but yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed. The best thing was I got to play Shredder's Revenge, and that that was it, really. Well, at least you got to play Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, no, I did, I did, and and Trek to Yomi. So I don't know if anybody. Oh, you got to play Trek to Yomi. Yes, so I already Ooh. had that pre-installed because I thought that was pretty cool. So Ooh, so exciting. Days, yeah. Oh no, it's and it was fun. It's um, I played it. And there were some parts where I'm like, oh, this feels like it's not as responsive. But you're playing, it's a weird setup too. You're playing on this PC, um, playing with like a wired Xbox 3, I think it was a 360 controller because there's so many stations. So they have all these different controllers all plugged in and different things going on. So I'm like, I, I just, it looks great. And I, I think it's going to be good. I mean, what do we know, right? It could be trash, but. I pre-installed it because I am looking forward to it even after playing and thinking that I, I just didn't feel like it was as responsive as I'd like it to be. But, you know, we'll see. Hmm. Hey, it's on Game Pass, so download yeah. it. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. Well, gamer friend Alex, thank you for the rapid-fire discussion here today. It was really helpful. Mm-hmm. A lot of games. Talking about a lot of games. <laughs> There's too many of them. They need to start making less games, I think. So I have time to not play them. If they didn't put another (laughs) another game out the rest of the year, I'd be pumped. Because I got got a backlog. That's for sure. Oh, boy. All right, all right. One more question then. What is the one game in your backlog that you feel the worst about not finishing? Oh, man. (laughs) Here's one. I never finished Breath of the Wild. 
I just <gasps> never did it. I never finished it. Oh no! Oh, I'm gonna wow. leave that out for you because I don't want. Yeah. I don't want people to come after you for that. No, come, <laughs> <laughs> come with the pitchfork and, and torches. You know, it's it's. Uh, no, I didn't, it sucks. I, I don't know. I just I just I didn't. And I'm a big that. Zelda guy, and I just I didn't never finished it. God damn it, Alex! That's too bad. <laughs> I'll have to send you the club membership. I'm the president. <laughs> You're also canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm done. <laughs> Your card is being sent in the mail. Can you guys hear me? You guys already cut me off. I think. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to join us. Thank you. It was fun. Well, that was a show. That was a show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Alex, for joining us and talking all about those wonderful games that we are not going to play. I'm also thankful for our patrons. Thank you so much to all of our wonderful patrons. Nerdy, Abner, Sarah, Emma, Enya, Cody, Shuli, Aime, Mike. And now, Alex. Which we didn't know. We didn't know. Um, you know, usually people give us the Patreon money before they get a spot on the Game of Friends. No, <laughs> kidding. Absolutely kidding. Absolutely kidding. Uh, no, Alex actually said he wanted he wanted to listen to the Listen Along to watch Moon Knight with. And, and I quote, I wish I caught this on tape, um, but he said, since y'all were begging mm. for a full 10 and $50 a month, I thought I would help with that. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Alex, twice. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Also, apparently, you have a Scooby-Doo laugh. Yes, allegedly. Uh, It's allegedly in the Moon Knight listen-along, which you can listen to, allegedly, if you become a patron. If you enjoyed what you heard, please tell a friend. Tell several friends. Tell all of your friends. And rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. At this very moment. Like, just go back one from where the the player is, and Mm. it'll be right there. Right there. And because of our busy schedule, like all the marble shit. I know, it always throws me off. You're going to get another episode real soon, so it's not even two weeks. We'll see you very soon. I did allude to two weeks in the interview with Alex to talk about all the games that I've now played, but that was a lie, and I can't edit that out, so. Damn. I'm a bad editor. That's true. Deuces. (laughs) Bye. Don't even know what's it called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, clearly. Okay, well, well sometimes... sometimes it's funny. If I think it's funny, I'll leave it in. And and I never think it's funny. I'm an editor. I'm the editor. I'm the fucking editor. Um... <laughs>